Good evening, folks. Today is Thursday, September 13th, 2018, which means it is time for Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio can be heard on the Hoobazoo Network. Find out more on hoobazoo.com. Lots going on this week. First and foremost, want to take this time and let us never forget what happened on September 11th. Uh, it was just a couple days ago on Tuesday, and certainly that is a day that changed a lot of what we do in America and how we live and remind us just how many people out there actually uh, despise who we are and what we do. So I want us all to go into this year remembering that we are all Americans who are listening to this show in America, and that freedom is never free, and we should remember that people have paid a high price for us to enjoy the kind of life that we have. And for those of you who are listening who are not Americans, this is no way uh, I would simply say that in standing with you, we understand that the scourge of terrorism does not care about any one person or nation. And my hearts go out to everybody worldwide who have picked up the uh, fight against terrorism. I want to move on to the question of the week. The question of the week was, how was the Greater Boston Stand Down? And I have to say it was outstanding. It was my first time going. Last year, they moved it to Boston City Hall, and I didn't get to go. Before that, they had it south of Boston, and it really wasn't friendly to get to. Uh, Lots of traffic, parking issues and confined space, and having it in Boston on Government Center near the uh, Government Center Green Line stop and other places made it a a must-do thing. And I I was just impressed by how many vendors were out there. When I say vendors, not just people, um, they weren't vendors in the the sense that they were selling something. They were people trying to uh, be of service to veterans, whether they were uh, companies doing, you know, taking job applications, uh, entities providing services, or other, you know, people uh, doing things like community outreach, clothing, legal help. Uh, The Commonwealth of Massachusetts was there, and we talked at length uh, with one part of the the Commonwealth about how uh, child support works in the military and how if you work with them, if you are a uh, Massachusetts uh, service member, you can get your child support all set up before you deploy, which uh, means you are kind of set before you go. You won't incur certain kinds of fees. It's very difficult for them to say that you weren't being proactive in your child support obligation. And, and that's a very good thing. That's a thing I like to see. And just talk to the attorney and the people there at that booth. And they made it very clear that if you're a service member and you're having questions about how to meet your obligation, what it might entail, is there any possibility that your your ex-spouse will come after you because you're deployed, they assured me that there are resources there to make sure that the service member is protected. They don't want a situation where the service member comes back and uh, has to go to court or worse, which is you know thrown in jail. So if you get with them, uh, for instance, they will uh, help you out. It was very good at conversation. Uh, good seeing some uh, local and state politicians at the uh, event. 
you know, talking to veterans, talking to service providers, talking to vendors, uh, really trying to engage and, and be uh, seen and visible. I, I really like that. But the, the big hats off, the people that I'm really just impressed with is the New England Center and Home for Veterans who, for lack of a better term, they're the primary sponsor. They're the ones putting this on and coordinating this. And they had a huge army of volunteers and staff who, you know, they're busy as it is, but they came out to set this all up and tear it all down, uh, weather and all that stuff. It didn't bother them. They got the job done and put on a, a really spectacular event. So if you're a veteran who's uh, homeless or needy, there there are resources there for you. But I would encourage you next year, and I'm going to try to do a whole lot more with this event next year. If you're uh, a veteran in, in, in general, you should go check it out if you have time, if you are in the downtown Boston area, or if you're just off for the day and want to come see what is being done to support you as a veteran, it is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. And I really, really, really uh, had a good time. Took some good pictures. You'll see them in the blog post on oscarmikerio.com. Speaking of which, make sure that you uh, like the Facebook page, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's where some of these photos will be. And just, again, I'm going to try to be more involved next year. A lot of good people uh, I'll end with. I got to see Raytheon. Uh, they were out there taking job applications and giving out business cards, and some of them knew what Hawk was. And a couple of them were Marines, and one of them flew a AH-1 Cobra. So he was familiar with Hawk. That was pretty cool. Just a really good time, uh, a really good resource, and a lot of people worked very, very hard to put this on for us all. So hats off to the New England Center and Home for Veterans. Hats off to the local Army unit that was out there and all the volunteers and all the, the vendors who showcased their services and goods. Thank you very much. All right, moving on to the word of the week. And the word is one of those things in the military that comes from top to bottom and flows all around. And this week is no exception. In episode 70, I talk, talked about this homeless Marine who helped this lady out in a bad snowstorm with her car and, you know, she was so touched by the fact that, you know, you know, he gave his last 20 bucks to her and, and, you know, was out in the cold that she kind of took him underneath her wing and wanted to help him out, wanted to see him get cleaned up and get back on his feet and move forward with life. And that was back in December of 2017. So it's, it's been a while, right? And it was a really good feel-good story. Uh, you know, this this Marine who had some problems, you know, after he got out, you know, got in a bad way, still had it in his heart to help a person out and, and give his last bit of money to help this woman out. Okay, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. It's all good. Uh, th- this woman and her, her significant other, husband, spouse, whatever, decided to really get involved and raise some serious money to get him going again. And a couple weeks ago, I started hearing rumblings in certain places that all was not well. And I'm like, uh-oh. Because when, when all is not well, look, when you, when you are watching TV, and it's not just military nonprofits, but it's nonprofits in general, 99 times out of 100, 
if you hear on a, a radio or a TV show or see a newspaper article that a nonprofit may have misplaced money, that's smoke. And I can guarantee you, just like with Wounded Warrior Project, where there's smoke, there is fire. Somebody, somebody's people either did not uh, use the money properly, ran off and stole the money, or did not deliver the goods and services they promised to people who they who donated to their cause. It's, it's one of those three things. I'd, I'd like to say that it was more uh, complex than that, but it, it's simply put the people that are collecting the money through donations misused it. They either A, used the nonprofit or, or cause as their own personal piggy bank, they uh, took that money and, and inside the organization spent it where they shouldn't have because there is little to no oversight. Or three, what they were supposed to do with the money in terms of helping the veteran or other nonprofit entity out, whether it's it's a single mom, it, it's, it's a paralyzed person, a kid with leukemia, whatever it is, the, the, the bulk of that donation dollar did not get to where it needed to go. So I started following the story because I'm like, okay, we got smoke here. We, we had multiple organi- multiple news uh, organizations say, hey, we got a problem here. And then last week, the story really broke wide open. And, you know, I... The New York Post is kind of one of my go-to papers. I kind of like reading the Post. Uh, There's still, I'm not, I don't live in New York. I have nothing to do with New York, but it's kind of like you can find out what's going on in New York. They're they're kind of, they've kind of got their own little bent on things, but it's still kind of like if you want to know what the scoop is, you can find out pretty easily. And most of the time, they're correct. They're not really trying to. Well, they're all trying to push an agenda, but they're just a little less uh, overt about it than other places. So on uh, September 8th, 2018, there's a story on the New York Post by Laura Italiano saying the pair who helped the homeless vet spent money on a lavish lifestyle. So it goes on to say that the New Jersey couple who created a GoFundMe campaign for the uh, Marine who, you know, helped this lady out and they raised, they raised $400,000 for this guy. $400,000. Between the time this story broke in December and now, there's a there was a GoFundMe that was being tracked that raised over $400,000. And I guess some people got radar signs going off, warning bells, whatever you want to call it, because he, his, his standard of living had not improved that much. And it looked like that, um, you know, when the lawyers got involved, they started looking at the money and trying to figure out where it went. It looks like, uh, according to the story, I'm not going to read you the whole story, that they pretty much used this GoFundMe campaign as their own personal piggy bank. When I say they, that is Kate McClure and, and Mark Domenico. And... They spent on everything from Louis Vuitton handbag to Chanel uh, sunglasses. And 
a, a closet full of, of Nike shoes. And people got upset. People got upset. People said something. And that's, that's, this, this is still a sad story because uh, allegedly, according to this Post article and other articles, um, he still has, Johnny Bobbitt still has a substance abuse problem. But still, you could take that money and kind of help him out, right? But the only good thing I think that has happened here is maybe maybe 5, 10, 15 years ago, no one would really say anything. There wasn't the scrutiny that there is now because if you use GoFundMe, you can kind of, if you give to that campaign, I, I've given to a few, you can kind of track and see, you know, how much money's in the kitty, if you will. And, and people started putting two and two together and saying, there's a problem here, let's raise a flag. People took them seriously. They got a lawyer involved who got police involved, and now they're really looking at this thing. And, you know, there's a lot of people in life that I really despise, a lot of people in life who I really can't stand, like just absolutely make me see red. I absolutely have no use for at all, ever. And it is scumbags like these that really just... I have a special place in my heart for the hatred I have for them. And, and this is what I tell people when they ask me about creating their own nonprofit and creating their own outreach program. I'm like, great. Make sure that you start off with the worst thing that can happen and the best thing that can happen and work toward the middle. Worst thing that can happen is, you know, somebody, you know, gets hurt on your event, or you don't raise any money. But also it can be a bad thing when someone hands you a whole lot of money. And make no mistake, $400,000 is a lot of money. A lot of money, okay? I can't under, you know, overstate that enough that that's a lot of money for one person, Okay. And, and so when you are starting your own nonprofit and your own outreach program and you accept money from somebody else, especially if you're not going to be a, a certified nonprofit through your state, that means you get a, a tax ID number, you file for the IRS, you get your, you have to file a 990N or 990 form. 990Ns for people who take in less than $50,000 a year. 990s are people who raise or take in more than $50,000 a year. A lot of people are, are 990Ns. They're, they're just small mom and pop uh, outreach programs. That's great. But it doesn't matter. You still have to be able to show where and how that money was spent. But if you're not, if you're like these people here, and some veteran in town needs a, a wheelchair or a ramp built for his house or some kind of specialized bathroom or something and and you take money in, there's a high probability now with stories like this that people are going to be watching how you spend the money. Okay? So it, it does not benefit you to take that money and treat it as if it's your own if somebody gave it to you. Now, you have $400,000 of your own money, and you want to feed that into some kind of you know tax shelter. That's still not right. 
I still would not advise doing that under the guise that you're, you know, getting all this money and using it as your own personal piggy bank. That's still not good. There's still problems there. But to take money from somebody else and not use it as, as you have stipulated that you're going to use it is not good either. And that's what these people did. Now, maybe they gave him some money. Maybe they did. And maybe that money was not used. You know, maybe he took that money and maybe he did buy drugs. Maybe he did some things with it that he shouldn't have done. If, if it were me, if they were sitting here with me and, and, and just what I know, and I am by no means a financial expert in these matters, but I know enough of what to do and not, what not to do, it is I, I, I sign somebody, a, a lawyer, a attorney, or somebody, some kind of oversight over that fund and have the fund, have them disperse the fund and have it audited to the point where you're beyond reproach. It's not like, and I don't care if it's $400 or $400,000. These people are probably going to go to jail for this. Cops raided their home. The forensic accounts were brought in. And if you don't know what a forensic accountant is, these people look at bank statements, credit card statements, bills, money coming in, money going out, and they will tell you what the money tells you because you've got to follow the money, okay? And I got to ask you, if you're even thinking about taking money that was donated to you and using it for a purpose, it was not intended, is it really worth it? Look, I understand life is tough. I understand we all have bills and challenges and surprises that we can't control. But when you sit there and say, I'm going to raise money for this cause, please help me. And you take that money and it doesn't go to the cause and that person does not get helped. You are the worst kind of thief, the absolute worst kind of thief. Okay. And it's not worth it. So all I've got to say to these people who, who did this, um, <laughs> really, really, I mean, was, was it was it really worth the Nike and new iPhones to take money away from this guy? Katie and Mark, I mean, did, did you look good in those Nikes? Was that new iPhone really worth it? If it's about the drugs, again, have some kind of, of oversight on that and get him into a drug rehab. But don't sit there and tell us that you were trying to help this guy out when you weren't. And for people out there that are thinking about doing their own nonprofit outreach, that's great. I want you to do that. But a lot of people have, you know, they, they, they do the t-shirts and the promotion and the, and the raffles and, and the drawings and all that stuff. And then they, they get all this money. Sometimes they, they, they meet their goal. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they exceed their goal. And it's like, oh my God, what do I do with all this money? And it's kind of a bad problem to have. I want you to think about having a clear plan on how to either deal with not reading your fundraising goal, meeting your fundraising goal, or exceeding your fundraising goal. All three scenarios should be thought out, planned, and covered before you ask for one donation dollar. So this is still an ongoing story. This is by no means over. 
this is not going anywhere and I'm glad. And, and I would say to my other listeners who help out in, in, in veterans causes and other types of causes, you know, you're seeing money come into an organization and, and your gut is telling you that, hey, something doesn't look right here. Something may not be okay. Well, feel free. Feel free to question that and feel free to get some answers. And if someone's not giving you answers or blowing you off, do what these people did and start getting the, the, the local authorities involved and the, the, your attorney general's office. No one likes a thief. No one likes hearing how money raised for a cause does not go where it's supposed to go. Get involved. You don't have to sit there and, 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 and holler on Facebook what you did or how you did it, but you just have to sit there and take action. And there's a whole process to find out what's going on when you create a, 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 a Patreon page or a GoFundMe page or just take money in. Okay? A couple of warning signs as we close down here. Someone says, hey, you know, we're going to collect money for a new wheelchair and, you know, there's no wheelchair, there's no nothing, there's no receipt given. Might want to, you know, or just to a PayPal account instead of a, of a bank might want to ask some questions. Please do not be afraid to ask questions about how the money is set up. Okay. You have a right to know where this money is going. If you gave it and say it's a wheelchair and it's six months later and there's no wheelchair. Don't be afraid to, to raise a flag, to raise a warning sign, to, to hit the warning button. Okay. So I'm going to continue following this story. I started following the story in episode 70. It's episode 111 now. So it's not over yet, but it just highlights that there are a lot of shady people out there who take advantage of well-intentioned people, people that want to help out. And, and again, no matter what the situation is, if you take money from somebody, you have a responsibility to manage it from the time you get it to the time it's dispersed. If you're a donator you have a right to know where that money went. And if somebody doesn't tell you or you think they're lying to you, please do what these people did and start complaining. So switching up a little bit to an upcoming event that's near and dear to me, uh, Albie Robbins and Tiny are doing another Burnouts for Veterans event this Sunday, the 16th. It's going to be in uh, Whitman, Massachusetts. Their event at the Brockton VFW was really successful. I mean, really successful. They had a great year this year. Lots of cool stuff. I really like the fact they had uh, some drone shots overhead and some really good photography out there about the cars. Uh, I'm planning on going down this weekend and checking it out. It's going to be a good time. It's just a can't miss, right? It's just a can't miss thing. Uh, really, really love it. Um, so it's at the Whitman VFW this Sunday. Uh, the, the park opens, the parking lot opens around 10 and basically you bring your car down there. And if you want to do burnouts, you can, if you want to watch, you can all the money raised, uh, that day, just like with the Brockton VFW goes right back into helping out the, the local VFW and local veterans. And, and, and that's a very important thing to remember. Uh, you can always help locally. I tell people that all the time, 
put your money local with people you know or in, in situations you know and, and help locally first before you help somebody nationally that you don't know. Okay? And just remember that you can affect change wherever you are, and this is one way to do it. But it's also a cool as hell way to do it. As seeing these cars fly around the parking lot and doing burnouts, things that you never thought were possible, trucks doing burnouts, motorcycles doing burnouts, vans doing burnouts, women doing burnouts. I mean, it's just, it's just, and, and the smell, it's its own smell, its own, you got the, the fuel, the, the, the fumes from the tires, it, it, it's, it's just, you let it come all over you, well, <laughs> I could have said that better. Anyway, uh, it's just a great, great time, and it's family friendly. So you have nothing, you have no excuse, you have uh, no reason to miss this. I'll have the link in the Oscar Mike Radio blog post for this podcast episode. You've got to check it out. So that is uh, it for this week. Again, you can find Oscar Mike Radio on pretty much everywhere. iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud especially. Thank you very much for all the listeners on the Facebook, and I'll do this on the Facebook Live replay for the following Monday. Big shout out to the New England Center and Home for Veterans for a great uh, Greater Boston Stand Down event. Be careful when you are uh, accepting or donating money and cannot wait to see what Albion crew have planned for the Sunday. I will be there. We are OMR and I am out. <laughs>